You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. Meet the 20-year-old who unionized a Vancouver Starbucks. By Zach Vessera, May 10, 2023. It started when Frederic Martineau had a bad day at work. Martineau was working a tough shift at the Starbucks on 29th and Dunbar in an affluent part of Vancouver's west side. The store was understaffed. Martineau, the supervisor, said she couldn't even take breaks. I didn't have time. So I would just give my breaks to the baristas working with me, she said. She and a colleague got talking, and an idea popped up. What if they unionized? Months later, Martineau's workplace became the first Starbucks in Vancouver to successfully unionize, part of a wave of labor organizing at the coffee giant stores across North America. Martineau, 20, led the campaign in secret. Her store is just the fourth in all of British Columbia to be represented by United Steelworkers Local 2009, which hopes to mobilize more baristas across the province. But unionizing a Starbucks is no easy thing. The company is opposed to union organizing. When it learned of the campaign, Martineau said she and her colleagues were interrogated. Since successfully unionizing in February, they've been denied a significant annual raise Starbucks has given to all its non-union employees in British Columbia. The union has filed a complaint at the Labor Relations Board alleging this is an unfair labor practice. The Thai reached out to Starbucks for comment but did not hear back. But Martineau has no regrets. She says working conditions at the shop have already improved. And she believes organizing will help win better rights for the people making your morning coffee. I think only good can come from it in the long term, Martineau said. How to unionize a Starbucks It wasn't Martineau's first time working at Starbucks. Her first experience with the company was a summer job between grade 11 and 12 near her hometown in the San Francisco Bay Area. She kept working when school resumed and became a supervisor. People were yelling and screaming at me, she said. She recalls one incident when the mall she worked in was placed on lockdown. Police instructed people to shelter in place over the loudspeaker. But Martino's boss told her to go and empty the cash register. There has been a growing union drive at U.S. Starbucks. As of December, employees at more than 300 locations have organized, with the campaigns often led by younger workers who typically have not been represented in the labor movement. Martino was not a diehard labor organizer. She took the Starbucks job because she enjoys the work and wanted to earn money while attending nursing school. But she had previously worked at BC Liquor, where she was represented by the BC General Employees Union, and had guaranteed breaks and other working rights. She and her friend resolved to contact the United Steelworkers Local, 2009. Then, Martino said, her colleague backed out. That left her alone heading a secret campaign to organize the store. They said build an inside committee. I was like I am the inside committee. Me. This is it. 
This is what we've got, Martino remembered. In BC, workplaces are automatically unionized if organizers can get signatures from at least 55% of employees at a given worksite. If they sign up 45-55%, to 55%, a vote is required to see if a majority of employees want to unionize. In theory, employers are forbidden from interfering with the process. But Starbucks has been notoriously tough on organizers. In the United States, Starbucks has come under fire and faced congressional examination for allegedly firing staff involved in unionization bids. At her Vancouver store, Martineau said the manager told her and other staff that they would be required to inform the company immediately if they so much as heard a whisper about unionization. That meant Martineau had to act secretly and carefully. She made a list of all her colleagues and separated them into three columns, yes, no, and maybe. Then, she started approaching them one by one. What I did is I would wait a few days in between, just in case someone would rat me out, Martino said. She said many of her colleagues had never been part of a union before, or even knew what it was for. Many were apprehensive. Most of them would say, I don't even know what a union is. Why would I do that? Martino said. But she gradually succeeded in convincing more to sign on. Martino was in a nursing class when she learned they had been discovered. I got a panic text from a coworker saying they know, everyone is here, Martino said. The local district manager was at the Starbucks along with other senior staff, she said, sitting down coworkers one by one and grilling them about the union bid. Martino said one of the first people they spoke with was a 17-year-old who, to her knowledge, knew absolutely nothing about it. Bless his soul, I think he trapped them in a 45-minute meeting, Martino said. Martino believes the response was meant to intimidate staff, but it had the opposite effect. She said four or five people approached her to sign cards after the effort. They were so angry. They were like, why is Starbucks doing this? Martino said. Shortly after, the store's 22 employees successfully filed to the BC Labor Relations Board, which certified their union in February. In Canada, a slow start. The union drive at Starbucks in Canada has been far slower and quieter than the United States. In BC, for example, just four Starbucks locations have unionized since the summer of 2020, including Martineau's. Of those, just one has a collective agreement. Jonathan Karmazinic, a staff representative with the United Steelworkers, believes that's partially because of the company's hardball approach to bargaining. They don't want a union and they don't want more unionized stores in Canada. After the first store in Victoria organized, Karmazinic said the company announced that it would not give unionized employees the same annual pay raise it did to everyone else as contract negotiations were underway. Karmazinic said they did the same thing to workers at the Dunbar Street location in Vancouver, even though the pay raise was announced months before they filed for union certification. The steelworkers have contested that at the BC Labor Relations Board. Karmazinic says unions like his also fumbled early attempts to organize those shops. Normally, Karmazinic says the steelworkers take a central role in organizing drives. 
they invite workers down to the union hall and build a campaign from the top down. But Starbucks stores often have high turnover, small teams, and relatively young staff. It doesn't work for these folks. These people are on social media, they text more than they talk on the phone, they're using different apps like Signal or Discord or what have you, Karmazinik said. He said the steelworkers have since shifted their approach. I know from a strategy perspective that instead of us going out and organizing a bunch of stores, we're letting the workers just talk to each other, Karmazinik said. We're taking more of a supportive goal. We're asking, what do you want to achieve in bargaining? Karmazinik suspects the future of Starbucks organizing in BC will hinge on what kind of deal the steelworkers can win at the table. So far, only the Douglas Street Starbucks in Victoria has signed a collective agreement with the company. That deal guarantees baristas a wage scale that started with minimum wage and caps out at $17.67. The wage scale for supervisors ranges from $19.22 to $21.56. Starbucks has guaranteed non-union employees $1 above minimum wage. Karmazinik said the union's goal is to win a better collective agreement for workers at their other locations. The steelworkers have also considered attempting a regional bargaining approach to unite multiple stores under the same contract, although they have not committed to that. I think if we can really empower the workers, and if we can give them the tools and the skills they need, organizing will pick up, Karmazinik said. I think part of that is that we need to get a better collective agreement. We have to do better than Victoria. Meanwhile, at the Starbucks on Dunbar, Martino says some things have already changed for the better. The store has new equipment and better working conditions. But they've hinted they might close the Dunbar location, even though Martino says it's as busy as ever. I think it's a little uncertain right now, she said. But she still likes her job. I love making the drinks. I like talking to people. I have so much fun doing that, she said. Her advice to anyone thinking of unionizing their Starbucks or similar workplace? Go for it. If you're by yourself, like I was, do your best. It's either going to happen or it's not, she said. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to thetai.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.